Welcome to Chasing the American Dream. I'm your host, Craig Tribal, and on this podcast, farmers, ranchers, contractors, business people, entrepreneurs of all stripes come together and discuss their journey in chasing the American Dream. Well, on this episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, I hold a, uh, a, a team's meeting uh, twice a week for everybody that I've brought into the Conklin business who are serious about being distributors. And then we have other people, um, you know, Mick and, and uh, his crew and uh, several others outside of the organization I've built join us as well. I kind of actually leave this open uh, to, to anybody that really wants to join and, and uh, learn more about the day-to-day mechanics and specifics of being a Conklin distributor um, is really inside baseball. Uh, a lot of times, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, what form do you use and, and how do I find these documents? And, uh, or maybe we're just doing some sales training. It's, uh, not, uh, not particularly interesting unless you're like actively trying to be a distributor and, and build a business. So, uh, but what occasionally happens on these uh, Zoom calls is we get to telling some pretty interesting stuff that is useful to those of you out in the listening audience who might want to know more about us, about the company, about the products. You know, it's, it's just more information to make a decision. And this particular case, we somehow got to rolling about lubricants, um, just telling stories and talking and, and Phil brought up some really good points about his personal experience. Um, so enjoy the recording of the zoom call. Cause I never wanted to be placed. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I'll start over again. Uh, well, one of the, one of the testimonies about Conklin, uh, lubes, I would say, is that I uh, became a big fan of Diesel Plus way back when because I never wanted to replace an injection pump on anything. I didn't care what it was on. Um, so I've used it just all year long in pickups and tractor and everything else. So I use that in the uh, fuel for the skid steers, track loaders. I have not had any of them fail to start on any of the mornings. Uh, Craig was down here helping when we were doing some work on some of those colder days. And uh, I think one or two days, those units indicated they, they tripped the glow plugs for starting. Yeah. But the other days that the units didn't even call for glow plugs and they still fired right off. So, um, you know, and I had been putting in a, a winter rate of diesel plus, especially then. Um, so it, it, uh, it, I think helps as far as, you know, they start about as quick when it's cold as they do when it's warm. So it really makes, really makes it possible as far as start them when it's cold and, and run them, uh, when it's better for the hydraulics, you know, you just, you, I guess you could get it too cold for that hydraulic oil, but around here about as cold as it ever gets is really good for the for the hydraulics on those high flow uh, skid steers and track loaders. 
and the other thing is the the rhino grease um even on the coldest days i have managed to pump it out of a hand grease gun <laughs> so so it it stayed uh it stayed where it would flow through a grease gun and i use an awful lot of it uh on the booms and uh the track suspension for the track loaders but then that mulcher mine has to be greased it has a bearing on one end and uh put 15 or 20 pumps of grease on the end of it each day uh, had that mulcher rebuilt recently and the guys didn't tell me any difference so as far as i know they just reused the same bearing that it was in good shape and it's always i've always used rhino grease with it are you running anything in the hydraulic system and in the oil? Yeah, I'm using both the enduro and the hydraulic oil. Uh, on the loaders, uh, there's enough hydraulic oil. I've actually put uh, three bottles of enduro and then the crankcase uh, engine oil crankcase holds enough on those for three pint bottles of TKO. So TKO, TKO in the motor oil, and then the enduro in the hydraulic oil. So you're running the you're running the cat motor oil. You're adding yeah. three pints of TKO to it. You're running the cat hydraulic oil. Yeah. And you're running the enduro. Three pints of enduro in there, quartz. Three pints. Yeah. Uh, it's quartz. Quartz. So you're running three quarts of enduro in the hydraulic system. Yeah. Diesel plus. And the fuel, rhino grease on the tracks and, and all the boom and bucket joints and everything. Yeah. Yep. And yep. are you, uh, and, and like I say, you've just not had any failures or problems because this, you had that John Deere before this, this cat loader. Mm -hmm. You had all sorts of problems with it, but it wasn't anything related to this. It, Right. I had done the same treatment on it, did the same things, ran diesel plus in the fuel, uh, ran TKO in addition to the John Deere oil, engine oil, added the Enduro to the, the John Deere hydraulic oil, uh, used the Rhino grease and everything else. Um, obviously, on that unit, never had any problem as far as engine, uh, engine oil, engine uh, mechanics uh, didn't have any problem as far as the booms and hinge points on that loader or anything like that. Uh, it always ran good. We ran into problems with the control system, uh, particularly the electronics uh, for the hydraulic system. Yeah. Did not have any did not have any issue as far as hydraulic oil. And as a matter of fact, uh, in that process. Uh, John Deere dealer pulled a sample themselves of the hydraulic oil, sent it off to Deere's lab for testing, and it came back clean, came back just fine. That there wasn't any issue with the oil. Uh, it was, it all stemmed from the electronic control unit on the hydraulics. Good, good. Yeah. Well, yeah. how much, I mean, in terms of savings, Financially, time, you know, what do you think these products are doing for you in your operation? I, I really think, you know, I'm, I'm someone who, of course, 
uh, we've talked about two or three pieces of equipment I'm operating here and that have all been either brand new or nearly new as far as when I've worked with them. Uh, Kyle's 299 D3, uh, you know, had a few hours on it when I started operating it. Um, so I've looked at it from the standpoint of, you know, they're all good machines. They all should have operated trouble free for uh, the first two, three years, even under pretty hard use, uh, just because they should be well-built machines. So I've looked at, at using the Conklin products the way I have with these uh, units as extending their life, uh, preventing wear and tear uh, anywhere near as soon as what most people would see. Uh, you know, just typical wear patterns, uh, you know, whether it be in the engine and engine beginning to use oil, whether it be in hinge pins beginning to be sloppy as far as in the booms or the buckets, um, you know, whatever the case might be, I just looked at it from the standpoint of uh, it's going to keep the machine closer to new specs for a longer period of time. Um, as long as I own the machines, it gives me more confidence in what the condition of the machine is. Uh, I think it actually gives you a little bit of leeway, some margin to work with as far as your maintenance schedules as well. Yeah. Well, I, I have to say, you know, you, you mentioned the rhino grease and the, and the cold weather pumpability and the fact that you have a manual grease gun, which I personally consider highly annoying. I like my powered grease guns, <laughs> but even more annoying to me was it's a pistol grip grease gun. It's not even got the big old pry lever on it. <laughs> so, so you're out there freezing your tuchus off you know, early in the morning, getting these machines warmed up and, and, you know, kind of <laughs> free check and, and it's cold and it was cold. I mean, I, I you know, it was, it was cold enough. It was cause pumpability issues in most grease and there I am with this stupid pistol grip grease gun and i'm greasing up a track loader and it's just fine <laughs> there was no issues um that's that's pretty pretty darn impressive now since we're on the subject of lubes mick mick's on here with us hi mick okay and and you borrowed somebody's uh, skid loader. Why don't you tell me about your experience with that? Well, it, it's one of them deals that, uh, you know, on them really cold days, you just go out there and get the key in that dude just light right off until the battery died. Yeah, well. That <laughs> <laughs> battery died. That, that happened, you know. And I, and I, for the record, I didn't buy that battery. <laughs> the one that failed. I, I resemble that remark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that it wouldn't have anything to do that. It was a nineteen model battery. No, no, <laughs> no. They, they don't get old and die. Um, so that unit's an uh, eighty-eight seventy-five. Yep. Yeah. John Deere. It's running Convoy 15W40, Conklin's Convoy 15W40 motor oil in the motor. Uh, diesel plus, lots of four power. Um, the guy that owns that machine probably needs to clean out his transfer tank because it apparently has got some nasties in it or something going on there. Causes filters to plug, but 
you know, and 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 it does have a hole in the in the fuel tank. So if you if you fill it up, you you know it won't stay full. <laughs> it runs out on the ground. I don't understand. It dribbles out on there, but but that also means that there's a possibility that water's going to go in that fuel. And so occasionally, when you're out there running, and all of a sudden it starts kind of acting funny, well, you just you know you drop a drop a bottle of four power D, which is the fuel system cleaner in there. And it just puts all that water in solution and runs it right through that injector pump. She runs like a top. Mm. You know, no, no big dramas. Um, <laughs> you know, so, so like I say, it's running convoys, run diesel plus. It gets a lot of four power run through it. And it's running rhino grease on all the sloppy joints that it has. Cause it's a 1994 vintage loader. Um, and and I know the guy that owns that, and, and I will tell you, it's it's a really used and loved piece of machinery. <laughs> but the maintenance on it might be a little dubious because it kind of sits there until well, he decides he needs it or he loans it to to Mick to help him out. So um, again, you know, these products can save you time, they can save you money, they can save you repair bills, and they can save you from your own stupidity. <laughs> or laziness however you want to look at it uh, i'm gonna go with, I, yeah i'm gonna go with lazy <laughs> i'm gonna go that, with, i resemble that remark there you are so it fits me pretty well yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't pointing at, at anybody other than myself so there we go <laughs> well how old is your machine mick so so Mick had, uh, it's a 96 model. 96. Oh, it's actually a little newer. Wow. Yeah. yeah I, bit. I think the deer, I think the deer is 97. Oh, do you? I was thinking it was a 94 for some reason. I think it's a 97. But now, you know, it uh it it might show a little more age because I think it started life in Mississippi and I know it's been around concrete. Yeah. Well, anyways, Mick, Mick has a new Holland that's the exact same thing as the John Deere, except it's got a different motor in it because <laughs> it's yep. new yep. Holland that John Deere had to deal at the time, and they were building units, and, and one got slapped with new Holland labels and a new Holland motor, and the other one got slapped with John Deere motor and John Deere labels. Um, so, so, but I know, I know Mick's has been well loved and used and pampered, and mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, my, my, mine was uh, bought after the railroad had got done with it. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, yours has got a little problem. It's what the fuel shutoff solenoid, right? Uh, I think injector pump is. Uh, injector pump. Or uh, I, I, keep, I keep piddling and this and that. And, um, I'm. I'm I can wish to kind of pull the injector pump off of it and get it rebuilt. How many how many hours that got on it? Uh, something over five thousand. Okay, so I guess we can excuse an injector pump on that. So I don't know how many hours John Deere's got on it. Couldn't I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Um, I I I was unclear when I bought it, and I don't think the hour meter was anywhere near correct right and you told me that when i bought it from you and yeah <laughs> um, so this is the giant circle of machinery uh yeah. 
we just all sit around and sell each other the machinery we're done with. And apparently. Um, you know, there's there's you know, we don't actually get rid of it. We just repurpose it somewhere else with somebody else. Well now, now see I I I noticed that uh, some trailer that somebody bought from somebody was being well put to use with two skid steers on it. Hey. Well, and and if your airbags are overinflated on that international day cab, <laughs> bound to have a headache, and and it's not because of mechanical issues. It's because you're actually slapping your head on the cab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you tend to drive down the road looking like a little old lady that got lost on her way to church, <laughs> dodge yeah. trying to dodge every bump and pothole in the road. Definitely, definitely. But Mick is correct. the The Protract trailer has um, has been busy. I think yeah. you may actually kind of have had a load on with the both of them on there. Um, you know the the only time I've had more on it was the load of hay that were actually four by four by eight big bales. And that yeah. wasn't by much. That wasn't that wasn't by very much. Yeah. yeah. Because because you know, in round terms, I could say, well, somewhere around twenty four or twenty five thousand on there with two cat two ninety nine D three track loaders, but that discounts the two mulchers because both mulchers were on there. Yeah. And the mulcher I own, I know, is 23 or 2,400 pounds. Uh -huh. And I am pretty certain that disc mower uh, mulcher that I've rented is actually, it, I think it's quite a bit heavier. <laughs> <laughs> I, do. I, think it's, I think it's up there pretty close to, it, it's got to be 28, 2,900 pounds. Yeah. It it keeps so you may have been approaching the 30 30,000 gvw on that trailer i yeah i i think because then there was a diesel transfer tank up at the hitch and it didn't have a lot of fuel in it but it had a few gallons of fuel in it and there portable air compressor up there as well so yeah yeah we, we probably right at it. the only reason it didn't have more weight on there was because we couldn't fit nothing else on there that is true. It did look pretty full. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I only I was only able to get them both on there because Craig was there directing me, so I could back the second one up far enough that we could fold the ramps up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and then set the head back down on the folded ramps. Yeah. Well, you didn't have to worry about the, the ramps flopping back over that way. Yeah, they wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> you know, and the other thing, too, that I found rather amusing is all the fancy backup cameras and all the stuff in these units. And they don't do you a bit of good when your butt set a 45 up in the air going on a trailer. <laughs> yep. Very true. Give you a lovely view of the sky, but nothing you need to know. Not so much. So, uh, well, what yeah. other lube stories do we do we have to tell? 
let's see. Well, it's it's same song, next verse as far as uh, the farm tractor, John Deere 6155R, uh, TKO with the John Deere engine oil, Enduro, Enduro in the hydraulic system on it. Of course, the enduro, the enduro in that tractor is kind of key, I think, because all it ever does is twist a hydraulic pump for a sprayer. Yeah. And run and run hydraulics for the booms. And so I've I've been big on making sure it had enduro in the hydraulics pretty much all along. Yeah, because that's that sprayer you pull has got a hydraulically powered pump on it. Yeah, 200 but, gallon a minute pump. 200 gallon a minute pump. So when you pull yeah. out, I mean, you, when you go spraying crops, I mean, that, that that hydraulic pump is running the whole time you are. Well, you, and and even more than even more than that, it's running the whole time I'm spraying. That's also my agitation. So it's running the whole time I'm mixing and loading, and then the whole time I'm spraying out the yeah. back. So you almost got a one-to-one -one match on the hour meter on the tractor with the hour meter on the hydraulic. On the, yep. Yep. For yeah. sure. That's that's pretty impressive. Um, I have nothing exciting to add. Mick, could you tell your story about Rhino Grease and the forage harvester? And the well, I, I, believe it or not, I've got one better than that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Do tell. The, 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 this, this is more uh, a pickup rear end story. I had a 91 Dodge, and I, well, we, it was early on in Conklin. I was driving back and forth between here and Tulsa, helping some guys work on a roof over there. I got thinking, yeah, I got a got a U joint going out. I'll, I'll need to fix that here for too long, and uh, I just kept on driving it. Well, by the end of the week, we were getting into some real serious stuff. Like I'd go to turn the corner, and we'd kind of hop around the corner. <laughs> That's never a and. Good one. Uh, I, I backed up to the door of the shop and got into there. Well, the front seal on that rear end had gone out. Uh huh. I had no oil in the rear end. None. Ooh. This was before Gold Guard, but I had some top spec, which is the 140, the, the heavier oil. I thought, what have I got to lose? I'll put this in here and see what happens. I, I put that in there, and I jacked the pickup up, the, the, the whole rear end. I jacked it up off the ground, and I got in there and put it up in low, and the rear end was sitting here hopping. It was binding up so bad. Ooh. I thought, oh, this can't be good. But, yeah, let's just stick it in high and put her on the floor and see what happens. Man, we, we was jumping and bouncing and, and all kinds of carrying on. Fortunately, I had it high enough off the ground. It didn't touch the ground. And pretty soon it started smoothing up. 
to this day, that rear end still has not been opened up. Wow. <laughs> that, that, that is the pickup that my nephew bought off of me and, and has gone through and, and rebuilt the front end on it and, and rebuilt the transmission on it. But he has not touched the motor and he has not touched the rear end on that pickup. And it, it's going along just fine. No big deal. I'm I'm just wondering how square them rollers and them bearings must have been when we first started with that, but but it got it all smoothed back up and everything operating right again. Wow! And like I say, it's never been opened up. Wow! Well, that Good reminds me. I got to we get done tonight. I've got to go down the shop and see how much translast I have. But uh, on that old four, I've got down the shop I'm working on which is a never ending saga at the moment. But um, I've decided since I've spent this long and I'm this far into it, I'm going to drop the uh, drop fluid out of the transmission, change the filters and put Conklin Translast in there. I've been running the uh, additive, which is, uh, well, actually that the additive is called Translast. I need to run the uh, ATF multi spec uh in there so i'm going to drop what's in there and i'm going to put in the the straight conklin hydro uh, yeah. transmission fluid and then i got to thinking you know i probably ought to open that rear end up see what kind of brown goo's in there <laughs> well, you might as well while you at it yeah i did i did look i did look on the shelf in the shop i've got plenty of gold guard um so so gold guards are pair are our synthetic uh, gear oil and it it is wonderful stuff i've i mean first chance i get to swap out the fluid in a in a gearbox that's what i do um so yeah that's kind of been an interesting little project so this is a 04 dodge quad cab 1500 hemi with 285,000 miles on it um you know it's kind of my gator on the farm and uh I, uh, I it just needed some love. Basically, needed timing change. <laughs> it run a little rough on the low end. It was getting a little dubious on the top end. And when I pulled that timing chain tensioner off of there, it came out in three pieces. So that's a pretty good sign that needed to be changed. Uh, yep. You know, if I got to go any further, I'll just drop a crate motor in there and go on. So, anyhow, anyway. Um, Wow, there's enough stories for lubrication right there. There we go. There we go. So, cool. Good, 